morning. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm joined with Heighton Davidson and Tommy Martin, and they are going to dive in onto their new film that they're currently in production for, The West Virginian Starfish. Tommy Martin is a multi-hyphenate filmmaker and actor. His works have appeared in festivals, on screen, on stage, and possibly on the digital device of your choice. He's a proud member of SAG-AFTRA and serves on the Chicago local board. Behind the camera, Tommy works as a producer, director, and editor, oftentimes with his production company, Multiple Hats Productions. The West Virginian Starfish will be his third film directing credit and second collaboration with fellow multi-hyphenate Heighton Davidson. Heighton Davidson is also with us today. She is a SAG actor, writer, and producer based in New York City. As a screenwriter, she's won the Best Screenplay Awards at the Shortcut 100 International Film Festival, the TSWY International Film Festival, the Sh South Shore Film Festival, and the Indie Horror Film Festival, among many other accolades. Thank you guys for joining us today. How are you doing? Great, Bobby, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us, Bobby. Yeah, this is wonderful. So I know you guys have been wearing multiple hats throughout <laughs> the day, and especially during this new project, the West Virginian Starfish. Yeah, Tommy's got him right in front of us. <laughs> He's ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> and got him ready. <laughs> Doesn't miss a beat. So do you guys want to tell and dive in a little bit into each of your stories of how you got into the acting and production and screenwriting worlds? Yeah, Tommy, you go first. I'm interested oh, I was, in your okay. story. <laughs> I was letting you go, but okay. Um, so let's see, the first, the very first thing I ever did, um, I was a PA on an independent film outside of Indianapolis called Amanda. And then from then on, uh, I was taking classes at Second City and was studying improv and comedy writing. From there, got together with some classmates and we improvised uh, um, three or four short films based around an audience suggestion from an improv show and made like two minute shorts from that, which was my first experience into editing <laughs> as well. Um, and also kind of playing with cameras. And then from there, um, just started collaborating with, uh, with friends of mine and fellow creatives and developing ideas. Um, sometimes uh, helping behind the scenes with like shooting behind the scenes photos or video. Um, and then of course, throughout all of this, I started acting as well. Um, started on stage, started with like improv, doing a lot of local theater around Chicago, um, a lot of comedy shows, and then expanded from there into uh, uh, films, independent films, uh, some commercial background work, stuff like that. And then met Heighton, uh, what was it, two years ago now? At least, yeah, I think. Yeah, so. More, maybe. Heighton had written a script for uh, this festival that um, Arc Theater puts on every year uh, in a viewership was the original title. And I was just like, man, that would be a cool film. So like I, I looked her up on the program and messaged her, I think that night. And um, yeah. and then we ended up meeting. And then like four months later, I think it was, we were shooting a movie. And uh, fast forward to now, it's got yeah. digital distribution, uh, had a title change. It's called Love at First Like now. Um, but yeah, that was her and I's collaboration, our first collaboration. Yeah. Awesome. Heighton's going to dive in. Yeah. Um, 
I was pretty much only, uh, I've been an actor for so long and I went to school for acting um, and was just working film and TV and theater things for a while. And then, and had never considered writing, never considered producing nothing, but like hardcore acting all the time. Um, but then I was going through a bit of a transition. I moved to Chicago. I started doing The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And in that you have to do a lot of writing and then um, just sort of took off organically from there. I did a lot of screenwriting, um, theater, you know, playwriting and short fiction, fiction writing. Um, I just found out a short fiction piece of mine uh, was accepted for publication to a literary journal last night. So I'm like, so thrilled about that. Uh, anyway, and so then um, that's how Tommy and I's world sort of intertwined. I had this theater piece in um, and we collabed. I did my first like professional production producing work with Tommy. Um, so the acting was always there. The writing sort of came organically a little bit later in life. And then the producing was just a function of necessity to get you know, the project done. So that's how that all came to be. That's amazing. And as you guys both mentioned, like collaboration is key. And as creatives, I mean, I've done photography work as Tommy knows, and I'm into the worlds of motivational speaking and I've worn many hats in event production and you would just go with the flow yeah. and things happen organically and you can't be afraid to like step out of your comfort zone. For sure. And I, that's what I thought was so great about working with Tommy or like what I saw in Tommy that would be great because he was such a multi-hyphenate already and that's totally the kind of people you want to work with he was like he's a musician and an actor photographer I mean he did everything so I was like okay cool this guy is like somebody that you want to collaborate with because they know how to like go with the flow exactly what you said right thank you Tommy's got all the hats. He's just wearing them every single day. Yeah. Uh, but that is so key that you just have to continually push yourself out of that comfort zone of, you know, like, hey, I'm an actor today. Improv does the same thing. I mean, I know that uh, my cousin runs an improv company. Tommy, you've done it. And like, it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And when you learn how to go with that, things evolve. And like I've seen with you guys right now, you guys have fully evolved. You've taken <laughs> a screenwritten play that you have done, Heighten, the West Virginian Starfish, and are in the process of creating an, an incredible short film. So do you guys want to dive into a little bit about what is the West Virginian Starfish? Yeah, it's a, a short drama screenplay. Um, that was the one that won the Shortcut 100 International Film Festival, which is in Chicago. Um, and it's about a woman named Carly who um, her father myster mysteriously disappears one day. And so she's stuck uh, with his old job, which is which is like a trail angel. You pick up people off, like quitting through hikers off the Appalachian Trail, bring them back into town, give them food and stuff like that. Um, and then one day she decides, okay, I'm going to cut off I'm not going to do his job anymore. I'm going to move on with my life. Uh, but of course, goes and picks up one last through hiker who uh, changes her life forever. So that's the script. And um, it's like gone through the, you know, screenplay 
circuit, film circuit, competition circuit, stuff like that uh, for a while now. And then it was, I think in August that I came to Tommy and was like, I think it's time we gotta like, like make this into a real thing. How long has it been from when you started writing this screenplay? I, yeah, I wrote it in 2018 and you know, film festivals and stuff like that. It's a long submission period. So um, I wrote it then and then in 2019 all through 2020, um, it's just been sort of bouncing around and I've done some pitch events for it. So yeah, started, wrote it in 2018. By the time it's filmed and, you know, submitted, it'll be 2021. So it's a long process. It is. And speaking of that, like that process is key and you have to trust the process that it is as you go through creating and knowing, you know, a lot of people always want that instant gratification of like, yes. I'm going to create something. Hey, I'm going to sell it tomorrow. But in this world, sure. it's at least a three-year process, right? Yeah. And I, I think it's tough because as creators, you're constantly like reassessing, like, where am I in my career? Like, I feel like I'm not climbing up the ladder fast enough, but these things like bake for so long that you can't, you know, you can't judge yourself now or predict like where the end result is going to be three years from now with your project so it's totally it's definitely like a long evolving definitely an evolving process and then more people come into it and by the time you know it starts with just like typing some words on a page and by the end you have a whole like ecosystem of artists and people that are involved so it's such a crazy process that's amazing and it's incredible. Tommy, now you're stepping into this because now it's time for the production and direction key of this. Are both of you going to be acting in this as well? Or are you gonna hire other actors to be a part of it? Uh, actually, we're both looking to, we're gonna co-direct and co-produce this thing. And we're looking to bring in uh, the best possible talent we can find for it. So we, we will not be in front of the camera for this one. Yeah. That's one hat too far. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't wear them on. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you, you can, but you might end up pulling your hair out. So I've, uh, yeah. I've, had, I've had that experience myself. And um, that's one thing I've, uh, the, more, the more projects I do, I try to limit myself now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there were a few projects ago, I think I was wearing literally 14 different hats. And I was like, too much, way too yeah. much. Right, because you're like pulled in all sorts of different directions and you don't know where your focus is going and then you lose sure. train of thought. And yeah. I mean, as you guys have mentioned before, collaboration is key Absolutely. and key to growth. So and now you're experiencing yourself like now we're in these higher roles and now we've got to collaborate even more and bring mm -hmm. people into the picture. Yeah. yeah. So are you guys looking at filming in the Appalachian Trail area in West Virginia. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, we definitely want to make the film as authentic as possible. And because the setting, it's such a, it's a corny line, but the setting is a character all in of itself. Um, so we do want to, we were considering filming in upstate New York, sort of in the Catskills area, which is like, you know, semi-adjacent to where, um, or parallel, I guess, to where 
um, the Appalachian Trail is, and then go and do some like B-roll down in Virginia, West Virginia, and to get, you know, those like beautiful, real Appalachian mountain shots. So that's our plan for now to do a little bit of both. Find the best shooting location, which isn't always, you know, where you're setting in the thing is, but definitely like honor the true setting and bring that into the film. That's wonderful. And, <laughs> you know, like it's a whole new world for me. And I love looking into this of like, this is what really goes into the films that we see and the films that, you know, many people are watching hours on end, especially during this quarantine period of whatever's on Netflix and Hulu and mm-hmm. you know, downloading movies on Fandango and watching, you know, these short films or international films and so forth. And you never really realize, you know, all the backstory that had to happen to create 20 minutes or an hour and a half. Yeah, Come it's on. it's so hilarious because before I got into producing and stuff as an actor, when you show up on the first day of set, you feel like, okay, now everything's beginning. This is the first day of a long journey. And like, as a producer getting to the first day of set, you're like, I can't believe we got here. And I'm like, so exhausted already. So like we were in pre-production now, we're still doing a fundraising campaign and the amount of people involved that have already given so much time, talent, money, you know, effort into this thing already is like mind blowing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely been mind blowing. It's we're forever, forever thankful for everyone who's shared, donated, followed everything. It's great. Yeah. And with that being said, like you're going into this, you said you brought height and you brought Tommy on and around August, you know, we're still in the height of the pandemic. How has mm-hmm. that been, you know, trying to transition like crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, making the stream happen in a pandemic centered world where there's so much fear in the air? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a bigger challenge um, than the, pre- the pre-pandemic world. But I think we've really found that Artists are in a really tight bind right now, being, you know, out of work for so long and not being able to work and to have. (laughs) Uh, So I think we found like everybody is really eager to contribute and like, you know, I hadn't really been doing, I mean, I've been writing and stuff like that, but to bring a project to Tommy, he was pretty much like, yeah, like I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, like I'm having not, you know, with when you're going like sitting, twiddling your thumbs inside for months, you're like go crazy. So I think we found people are really artists are I feel already naturally very giving people, yeah. and I think we just found like everybody's like eager to do anything at this point. So <laughs> it's been pretty good in that regard. Yeah, we've uh, definitely been getting a lot of support from our fellow artists. Like yeah that's been astounding that's been great yeah I can imagine like I've seen it myself you know from the event world where everything comes to a halt I've seen Mm -hmm. it happen to friends like you guys in the acting world and others in the improv community and it's just like people are just itching for something creative to do and you Mm -hmm. know for a while I was like okay 
I'm pulling out spray paint. I'm going to read to furniture, like DIY yeah. projects to get my head in the right space mm-hmm. and, you know, try something new. And we're all like grasping for straws of like, here's something creative. Here's yeah. what I can give. Let's at least help this cause. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, come shooting, it will be, you know, it'll probably be still in a, you know, pandemic world. So it'll be a real uphill battle, but I just feel like everybody is really willing to do that battle, to fight that battle or whatever. Um, So it's, it's very rewarding. And we do have um, a plan in place for that too. Like our idea with our location is that ideally we're going to have everyone just come and stay there and we're going like shoot, knock out the whole thing in like, like four days or so. Mm so yeah, the yeah. idea of everyone being in one place, like not leaving, like that's part of the whole. Mm-hmm. And that's like another, so that it just means that we have to do more tight ship planning as producers now to make sure everything goes right on set because there's really no room for error. You know, in like shooting during a pandemic, you don't have time or like you just can't shoot extra days or can everybody come back and like let's do another take you know like things like that so it'll be very interesting I think a lot of producer everybody right now is pivoting with everything and totally with the filmmaking world we're just trying to pivot to figure out how we can shoot things safely and you mentioned this right here like pivoting is key and four days to shoot an entire short film is it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's incredible. I know you guys, once it comes to shooting, you're going to be like, I'm so, so tired already, yeah. but here we are. Let's knock it out. Let's do this. How are you like dealing with emotions right now of it? Because as you look at it on paper, it's like this never ending list of like, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Let's plan for this. And then once you get there, then it, for when it comes to production and, you know, bringing all the actors on board, makeup artists, you name it. How are you dealing with emotions right now of like trying to keep stress levels low, but I know underneath it's still high. Uh, I, my main stress mainly just comes from, um, like I just, because there's so many balls in the air and, you know, you got to, no ball is allowed to drop. You got to keep all your balls safely, socially distanced from each other, like while they're in the air. Um, it's just a big responsibility. You want to do right by the, you know, the donors, the investors, the people that have given so much to this film. You want to, and the actors and crew that are willing to work um, during a pandemic, although we'll be doing it safely. You still, you want to be doing right by them. Um, so I'm mainly just worried for everybody else <laughs> that everybody is, you know, going to be safe and happy and, you know, it is going to be tough, long 14, 16 hour days straight in a row, stuff like that, that, um, the main focus is just on the cast and crew and making sure they're comfortable and, and happy. <laughs> Tommy, how are you feeling stepping into this right now? I mean, you're what? three months, three and a half months into this project. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I has been in it for years now, so. I know, I know. She <laughs> heightened you win. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, 
I'm, I'm still definitely into it. Um, there's, we still have a lot of work to be done for sure. And we're still figuring out, um, you know, our storyboards and like planning out the shoot and all of that stuff. Like we haven't even dove into um, casting and all that stuff yet. Um, but yeah, with our focus, like been primarily on the crowdfunding campaign and like launching our socials and all that stuff. Uh, you know, everything's been good. I feel like we're, we're on, we're on track. We're in a good place, uh, in terms of our timeline. And, um, it's also good that we're giving ourselves more time with pre-production. I know, um, with love at first, like we had a much shorter window, not for any specific reason, really. We just kind of went for it. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I, that's the case with projects sometimes is they, sometimes they rush into it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, we were fortunate with our, with Love at First Like that everything went well. Um, but yeah, I feel like the longer period of time you have to prep is always better because yeah. you can figure out, it gives you time to think about all the possible obstacles that you may have mm -hmm. to overcome and you can figure out your way around that before you ever get to it, which is yeah. great. It's a lot of planning, anticipating things to go wrong. Yeah. Having yeah. the plan B ready to go for that. Always, always have that plan B ready. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe even plan C. Yes. Or yeah. D or E or F. I mean, yeah. let's, let's Today, hope not, let's but sure, sure. <laughs> I sure. hope that doesn't have to happen for you where you're like, yeah. oh no, here we go again. Let's rewrite this or, you know, um, have to deal with that. But yeah. it's yeah. so key right now, like, we all have more time on our hands than what we did pre-pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna venture that to say this for like 99% of the people, unless yeah. you're a healthcare worker. Right. Um, <laughs> like that's the one industry where you're like, you're probably super overworked right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it gives us so much more time to get one, like anticipate these situations, two, dive into something new, start creating something which mm -hmm. you guys have done and you've kept pushing forward and so forth and then also learn how to give yourself grace when the situations go wrong or something comes up and you're like oh man we're diving into plan c now yeah um, but just stepping back and being like okay like we still got time let's mm -hmm. see what happens yeah, I think that was also why we brought in a supervising producer. I just want to mention Sherry. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. She's really great and she's been our saving grace. So um, thank you, Sherry. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. Shout out to Sherry. Uh, but I just mentioned that because, you know, part of anticipating is knowing um, what your fortes are and what your weaknesses are and your blind spots. And so part of that was why we brought in um, Sherry as our supervising producer. So it's nicer. It just, it, it makes the job a little bit easier um, when you have like some hand, some more hands to hold on to, or, you know, virtually to hold on to. Sure. Um, yeah. Sort of a guiding mentor. Yes, Not definitely. Like, here's the path you need to see on. Keep yeah. I'm going, you're doing the right thing. Don't get sidetracked. Yeah, so definitely. I'm so glad that you guys found that you needed that number one and two decided you know this is the way to go we really see this project mm -hmm. going someplace and someplace amazing and that's what we hope yeah that's the goal <laughs> so let's talk a little bit i know it's super early so you guys are going to produce this 
possibly cat skills area, mm -hmm. also West Virginia, and then goes into post-production. And yes. then are you guys doing all the editing and so forth on that? Uh, we haven't really, um, <laughs> we haven't really dove into post-production talk quite yet. Um, uh, I know as someone who has editing experience, I'm always game. Um, but again, I'm not putting myself there unless necessary. Uh, I know we've had several people um, reach out to us about composing music for the film already, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, I think five people and only one of them is someone that any of us even know, which so that's great. Um, but yeah, that's something that we will definitely be discussing more um, very soon. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, you know, now we're in hardcore pre-production, um, but about maybe like two months to a month before the shoot, that's when you start to transition away from, okay, the balls are in play for production. Now let's start setting up for, you know, the day after, you know, we finish shooting what's next. But um, yeah, I think we're anticipating a, a couple months for editing and then transition from that once we really know, cause it's hard to know what, what this, what it is, like what is this film until you're done with the final edit of the final cut, you know? But that's yeah. when it really like everything finally falls into place and then you can transition into, you know, publicizing it, distribution, um, getting it set up with really good marketing materials for film festivals um, so that we can pitch it and know exactly like this is what this story is. So it's like a it's like an evolving thing, you know. Everything rolls pre-production into production into post-production into post-post-production, and then we'll do it all over again with another Mark film next. Marketing and <laughs> festivals. Send it off to film festivals. Yes. Yeah, that's a whole other thing too. Like that's another year or two. I mean, it depends on the film. Sometimes there there's mm -hmm. a there's a short I made four years ago that's still getting uh, festival festival appearances like every year around Halloween because it's a it's a Halloween short but uh, which is great I love it yeah <laughs> but um but yeah the festival run itself can be longer than like the production span definitely yeah. for sure so as a whole like heighten you started this in 2018 yeah. you're looking at you know shooting 2021 ish before maybe mm -hmm. you know post-production then and then put it all together and then send it off. And yes. then it's gonna have this uh, film festival run. So then we're looking at like 20, in 2021, 2022. Of 2023 seeing, maybe, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> this all come to fruition. Yeah. And like here we are in the middle of a pandemic. We don't know what the climate's going to be like come mm -hmm. 2023. We can only hope that it's going to be great and amazing and everything, but seeing how it will evolve over time yeah. in that process is so key. Like you're going to learn so much. The audience is going to have a whole new way to connect to this film. Having this experience of living in a pandemic world mm -hmm. that we have been in in 2020, and it's going to be even more relatable, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think, you know, people often call like their films, their babies. Um, but it's so true, because it's like, by the time you're 
done with it. It's like a five-year-old, you know, kindergartner. <laughs> like it's, you start with like the pre-production all the way through it like totally is. Um, and I think to your point of like the world is keep changing um, that it is like a big challenge to, for how long, you know, films take to make to ensure that it's relevant for, you know, the world ahead of us. And I think that we really believe that this story, it has a lot of themes of like lack of closure, you know, things go wrong and you don't know how to deal with it. And you're just sort of stuck at like your breaking point um, and you don't know how to move on. Um, so that's what this story is about. And I do think that it will be relevant for, you know, hopefully a post 2020 um, world and audiences will, you know, connect with that. And as we all know, you know, numerous of us have gone through so many life transitions this year. Mm -hmm. And looking back of where I started at the end of February, it's where I'm at today. Yeah. It completely evolved. And, you know, Tommy knows this, but I used to be traveling nonstop and the suitcase oh, was always, always moving. Like mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was like to live in a place for over two weeks. Wow. Like two weeks, you start to get the itch and you're like, okay, I got to go someplace or mm -hmm. no, you're getting stagnant and work's not going to come to, yeah. you know, like the life transition of now, like, oh, I like cooking at home every night. I actually like having a home. Like right. I don't have to live in a hotel every night. Um, but that's all of us. Like we have yeah. all shifted. We've all learned something new out of this. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've learned how to deal with being at home a lot, learned remote working. I mean, you guys have learned how to pre-produce a film um long distance, height in yeah. New York. Tommy's in Chicago and do everything digitally. And it's absolutely incredible what can be done. And it just shows that like, whatever your dreams are, like just because we are in a pandemic society or pandemic influence world, mm -hmm. like that doesn't stop. Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I need to record you saying that and watch you saying that to me every morning. Every morning. Do it all because that was so great. I'm sending it to you guys and you can press play and play Perfect. and play. Yes. Daily, uh, daily affirmations with Bobby. You I got need new, that. You've got a new show. Yes. I love it. We'll, we'll produce it for you. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Calling you guys up. I know producers now. Yeah. Um, so, what's been going off to that? What's been one yeah. of the biggest blessings? for both of you individually mm -hmm. this year? Mm. I mean, for me, uh, in terms of this, this pro uh, this is gonna sound so corny, but this project truly has been the biggest blessing. Um, and, you know, obviously quarantine is very isolating and, you know, I had a lot of gigs and projects and acting bookings and things um, that were set up for this year, just like, go up and smoke um and then you sort of go back to square one and so to have Tommy into like I mean we were chatting all day every day it's really given me like a lot of um <laughs> I don't know hope and just a really good sense of um 
personal fulfillment and to be able to have that right now is pretty invaluable. Um, so this has just been wonderful. It's, and, and everybody, Sherry and um, so many others that have come into this project, it's been such a blessing. Yeah. Ty? I would, I would, I would agree with everything <laughs> she said, actually. Um, and yeah, like this project has been like my, my creative outlet, especially since uh, since August, you know, like, um, it's been like the driving force, the thing that's been keeping me going creatively. Um, I've been like trying to dip my toe in some other areas as well. But like, this has really been the thing that has been, you know, kept my focus and kept me motivated. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, it's fantastic to work with someone like Heighton again, too, who's such like a driven, hardworking, talented, like writer, producer, actress. It's so yeah. <laughs> um, you guys are go-getters. You're not going to let anything down, you know? That's the but thing. I think, I think when we first started, before we were ever even in pre-production on Love at First Like even, like we both just felt like the connection with our like work ethic and what we mm -hmm. do, that we were both just like, we got to work on something else. And it's yeah. like, we're not even doing this yet. And we're already talking about the next thing. Yeah. But that like, the, I just the drive and stuff is not totally natural because I like, you know, in the first few months of quarantine, I was totally like, when everything else like falls apart, that's enough to make you like quit, <laughs> you know, or just sure. be like, uh, and right. that's totally like that. There's no judgment to that. Like it's absolutely <clears throat> maddening. So um, it does, it is hard and it's like a slow process to rebuild. Um, but and oh, for sure. Tommy I, has I, helped me with that. Oh, well, thank you. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely took some, some time off as well uh, at the beginning of the year, for sure. I was doing a lot of lounging and a lot of gaming. Um, Which is a blessing in and of still, itself. Like. Sure, sure. And, and um, then that transitioned into like overdoing it with at-home workouts and then <laughs> cooled down on that a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like I found uh, definitely like with working on the project and like just other things you know, I felt like I found a pretty good mix of things to um, just stay motivated, you know, every mm -hmm. day. That's amazing. And like you guys mentioned a little bit earlier, you guys are currently in the stage of crowdfunding mm -hmm. and crowdsourcing a little bit and doing pre-marketing for this. Do you guys want to dive in more as we begin to wrap up here? Mm -hmm. Sure. So yeah, we've, we decided to go the seed and spark route. Um, and uh, we were fortunate to hit our initial goal, which is super exciting. Uh, now we've got um, about 10 days left and we're looking to hit our stretch goal now, um, which is in process and going fairly well. Um, otherwise, uh, what we're really asking for now for people is uh, we just need people to follow the Seed and Spark campaign because that grants us more rewards directly from them. Uh, which are valued up to around $9,000 worth of perks for us to help make the movie even better than it could be. Yeah, we're, we're big on the trying to hunt down our friends and families <laughs> to give us follows yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, this, the, uh, another aspect of the Seed and Spark is oh, um, mm -hmm. if you donate, we will, uh, we partnered with a company called One Tree Planted and we will plant a tree sapling in your name in the Appalachia region, uh, which is the setting of the film. And we have, I think, 40 trees planted so yeah. far. And we want to make that, you know, a recurring theme throughout 
keeping trying to donate to um, just connect our project more to to doing a little good in the setting of the film. Um, so yeah, if anyone is interested, uh, you can go to the West Virginian Starfish on Facebook and Instagram at WV Starfish. Um, on our Facebook, in one of the posts is to the Seaman Spark. You can also just type in West Virginian starfish. There's not that many things with that name. Seaman Spark on Google um, and check it out and follow if you like. And if you follow, you'll get some fun updates and stuff throughout mm -hmm. our journey. And I'll also add to this because I followed it yesterday. Okay. It is a super easy process, guys. I will put yeah. the link to it in the comments here <laughs> of this live. You have zero excuses not to do this you literally just connect your facebook page to seed and seed and spark and then click follow that is it that's all it takes yep. after this but it is helps us so much yeah it really does yeah one click huge impact for us so what is you said you guys have initially met that first goal what is mm -hmm. the stretch goal looking like for you guys if you want to mention the monetary amount if not that's fine yeah, I mean, you can check it out at the Seed and Spark. Right now, we're at like 107% of our goal. And now I think we're trying to bump it up to something like 120%. I, I don't I do math, right. so I, yeah. I can't answer it. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, we just opened it up for more um, post-production costs that had not been factored into the original goal. So that's just going to help us carry us all the way to the finish line. Um, so yeah, that's what our goal is for now. Okay, so if you feel moved, if you feel like the story connects with you guys, if you are part of the creative community, go follow, even if you're not <laughs> part of it and like to watch movies, go follow on Seed and Spark if you feel motivated to donate, please do it. This is an amazing cause. Um, I know it's going places, like you guys have already won, you know, initial awards and accolades with the script alone. I know Tommy's work ethic. I've like just talking with you, Heighten, I can tell it's going places. I watched the trailer, <laughs> you know, it is so good. I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. Thank uh, you so much. Again, I just you. need to record all of this and watch this every morning. This is so <laughs> great. <laughs> thank you, Bobby. Yes, yes, Bobby. yes. Thank you very much. Um, where can we follow you guys? I know you guys mentioned West Virginian Starfish mm. is on both Facebook and Instagram. Instagram mm -hmm. is WV Starfish. Uh, Facebook is linked here in the comments. Go follow. What about you guys individually? Yeah, I am uh, at Heighten, H-Y-T-E-N Davidson on uh, Instagram and Twitter and everything. Uh, so go follow me there. And I'm at actor Tommy Martin on both Facebook and Instagram. And that's also my uh, website address, <laughs> actortommymartin.com. And Heighten has a great website as well. Also at heightendavidson.com. There you guys go. <laughs> For those of you watching, you have no excuses. Go follow them right now. Go follow the movie. Follow Seed and Spark. And you've heard it here. I am so excited. Like, thank you so much i love creative projects i love creating myself and this is definitely a going places thank you so much for joining me today for a coffee yes. with bobby thank and you bobby thank you welcome. i'll buy you a coffee sometime when yes. we're 
done with all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll all have coffee together. Yeah. Whether it's in New York or Chicago or yeah. someplace totally warm. Yes. It sounds like a plan. We'll go. So thank you so much, guys. If you're watching, have an amazing day today. Enjoy your coffee. Enjoy whatever you're drinking. And just smile a little bit more and go for your dreams. Have a great day. Bye. 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 Okay, I just stopped the live stream, guys. So nice. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I kept wanting to ask you, like, how are you? Like, the, all the questions yeah. you're asking us, I wanted to reciprocate. And I'm like, well, how about, but, but you, what's up with you? Yeah. No, things are going well here. Um, yeah, I haven't 